podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the Anfield Rap, Neil Atkinson with Ben Johnson, Gareth Roberts and Rob Gutman. Uh, your show this week is focusing predominantly on Liverpool versus Newcastle, uh, but we will have a little tiny bit of a chat about Napoli, not least because it knocks on to why maybe the manager picks the team that he picks. And let's start there, uh, Ben Johnson, no Firmino, no Henderson. Um, may well have wanted to get some minutes into Oxlade-Chamberlain's legs as well. That might have been a factor. Goes with Origi to start with. That was as much as the rotation went to, but I think it does suggest he's got, he has got an eye on, Rome, on Napoli, sorry, up to a point yeah I think I think he's going to take I think he's going to take every opportunity to not get minutes in certain players legs so at, at some point over the next few weeks he's not going to play the front three full whack every game so they're going to take it in turns to have a little laugh out and as long as they can get not having to play like see Henderson on Saturday didn't come on at all because he didn't really need to ideal for me no not so much you know probably idea was we don't play him if we don't need to ask to come on uh, because they've got injured, so I think that'll happen loads. Actually, I think we'll, um, I think we'll be properly rotating now for the next, next two three months. Um, he doesn't rotate really that much, even at this stage last season, Rob. But he does do little bits and pieces, and I do agree with Ben. I think he might do just a tiny little bit more, as as Ben says, maybe quite focused in on one or two or two or three, rather than the idea of 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 doing you know of doing of doing on mass changes. Yeah, it's interesting just the way things fall though in this early phase because of those two internet. The key, the key fellas who you're not cha- who you're changing and you and you risk knowing about it are Salah and Mane in, Mane in particular, um, and because they're being freed from international duty for the break just gone and the one just to come, there's actually not much case for rotating for leaving them out of any games until you get to deep September, I think. So I think I don't know what fixture akin to Burnley away we've got in mid December. But that'll be the one I think they might find themselves left out of. The rest of it, it's it's rotation without us, without even touching the sides, as we sort of saw at the, at the weekend. You can you can take the midfielders out and, and, and drop in lads left, right, and centre. Okay, there's Firmino did prove there is quite a bit of a gap between him and Big Div, and and then some. But still, uh, yeah, I think he can rotate without it looking too serious. I think that there are. There's not going to affect, I think, first 10, first 15, Gareth, in that. There's the, firstly, there's the idea of what international football does. They all go away and they, mu- they must almost like be playing. They're playing with different quality of players and they're almost pl- playing with different coaches who ask different things. Yeah. And I think you've seen it a few times where they come back and I thought Fabinho was brilliant for 70 but looked a bit been in and out for 20 I thought Matip was a little bit just there was just a tiny little bit of rust wasn't there almost like they're trying to remember how all this is meant to work again and then as soon as they do they, they just look like Liverpool yeah there was there was international break um, hangover a little bit at the start there was 12 30 kickoff arguably hangover at the start as well um, but but they got there in the end didn't they and I, I think we just got to sort of be respectful of, of what they're doing I mean you know you look at Firmino he, he's playing against Peru in Los Angeles at, at essentially six o'clock in the morning English time and then he's got to get his head round to back being back on our time and being fit to play and all the rest of it and like you know they did, they did the private jet thing again to get him and Fabinho back so for him to come on and, and be as good as he was and as fresh as he was and as brilliant as he was after all that fair play to him because you know like I've been to America and Australia and things like that and fuck for about two weeks afterwards <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I think we've just got to sort of bear that I kind of stuff in mind I don't think on the plane as much as us well no but you know what I mean maybe it, he does actually it yeah. just messes with your head though doesn't it yeah it does you know, and time zones and all that and I know, I know that they've got like sort of experts if you like with them managing the sleep and managing what they do and all the rest of it but you know you see you see that the piece Pierce he wrote a while ago 
about um, the Super Cup where you know they had all these these grand plans of getting them back at such a time and doing this and them having a kit but then you know Henderson's got to do a test mm. a, a dope, doping yeah. test post-match and so ends up hanging around for hours doing that and doesn't get any kip so all of that kind of stuff matters and all of that comes into play and that's why I think I get the idea that there'll be a certain amount of forward planning but I think also you've got to you know continually react to adversity as well which is what happened at the weekend and again Liverpool did it That that's what's so that's what's so good about this this version of Liverpool and this management and these players. There's loads of there's almost a reason every week to feel sorry for yourself, and they don't, and they always find a way to win. And you know, and that's Liverpool going one nil down to to a worldie from a lad who's never scored before in about three years, hitting it on his wrong foot in the top bin. And they, they okay, they would they took a little bit of a while to react to it, but when they did, and when they found the groove again, and when Firmino was on the pitch, it could have been five, six, seven, eight, and no one would have complained. I saw an interview with uh, Andy Robertson after the game, and he had a weird opening quarter to that game mm. before he suddenly clicked into gear. He couldn't, he couldn't do anything right. But he, he was it's like set- that tackle w- turned the light on for him, didn't it? As well as us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was saying though, I thought it was interesting. He goes about just how disruptive the international break can be. He said you're suddenly away playing different systems with different people and all that rhythm and concentration you've got with your club team and the way you're doing things and you can see we're very much a team that has that benefits from being in rhythm and, and getting time on the training but she said it's all changed suddenly everything's changed and for two solid weeks you're doing entirely different work so to come and switch back in it's not automatic you have to sort of find your way into it and I thought it 100% showed and as Ben said 12.30 as well um, yeah, it was. Yeah, and quietly, it was against us as much as it can be in a, a home Newcastle. I think the other thing as well is that you know it's all well and good Newcastle are not aren't up to much, but what Steve Bruce poses the difficulties he poses for a lot of sides, especially and a lot of Liverpool sides over the years is it's this horrible ten man defensive block which is which is just born to frustrate and it's taking time out the game and it's people being down injured and it's people you know, running for the ball really slowly to take a throw in and it's all that is designed to frustrate and then perfect thing happens in, for him and uh, and then they score and they think, right, we're just going to sit and hang on. And I, I think it, for the home side, half 12 kick-off after, a, after an international break, so after time break down that, the only way to break down that type of thing is with is with playing, you, you have to move the ball quickly. It's mm. all well. It's the easiest thing in the world to defend against if someone's just popping in across the midfield and back and back and back and back and back and back. You just hold your shape, hold your shape, hold your shape, and you just let it go and go and go. What Liverpool done really well from twenty five minutes in is that they just kept moving it quickly and kept committing men and beating men and moving them with movements. Andy Robbo was great for the first goal. Sadio's touch and finish is unreal, but Robbo's the one who he just tempted the passes. Either brilliant or just not Dead quite right. Yeah. I love those passes because it's he draws the if the pass is perfect, the lad doesn't come out to try and tackle him. And Robbo does really well because he's on his toes. He sees him coming. Yeah, thanks very much. He's in, slots it inside, and Manny scores. I think it's it was I think it was a difficult game. I think I think actually looking at it, all right, Div's injured now, and we don't know how bad it is for, at this point. Um, but actually, I think that game circumstances aside it's probably one of the ones you don't really want to drop Firmino in because that's the one where you need his cleverness his movements his, his little horrible bits in behind in between the lines all that stuff he's brilliant at and asking Div to go and do something similar to either what Mane does left wing or to what Firmino does in the middle 
in a game like that against a mm. really tight, horrible team, I don't. I just don't think he's he's got them skill sets as much as any of the other three. I think that's his weak area, if any. One of the one of the ways I'm be really impressed before we get on to the brilliance of Firmino, Gareth is is the sheer calm. They go one 0 down, and it's like, yeah, fine, absolutely fine. And, and that to me is one of the the key differences. And I think that that yeah. was sort of reflected <clears throat> around the whole ground, really. And that I th- the manager gets a bit frustrated at one point with the crowd and I was a bit frustrated and I was sort of in the section he was frustrated with but the flip side of that is it was because almost everyone was thinking we're just going to we're going to win here mm. and that you know he's, he's, he's dealt with an anxious Anfield and, but there was no anxiety anywhere everyone was just yep yeah, alright we, 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 we start again from this point we now start again on minus one yeah. and, we're gonna, and we've got to solve it yeah, and, and, that, and that's that's the big big difference isn't it I mean you know we, we, we did a bit of old school Anfield in that there was a a healthy ripple of applause for for the Newcastle goal as well because I thought it was a boss goal and like you know that that was a Liverpool thing once upon a time that if the opponent scored a boss goal you gave them a round of applause it, 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 I don't I don't remember it happening much to, at too many other grounds so I, I actually quite liked that because the first thing I said to the fella next to me was what a goal yeah and like you know yeah oh, Trent out of position Trent this Trent that he's shown him on his wrong foot and the lad's never done that before basically yeah. so you know what I mean I, I'm all right with it. And then, yeah, I mean, we were calm. We're, we're all psychologically, the, the fans and the players, in a different place to where we were when Klopp arrived. Obviously, you know, people filing out the, the ground when Crystal Palace scored and all that kind of stuff. It, it, it's gone to a different place now. We've watched it happen so many times that we're so confident and they're so confident that we're all just sound with it. I mean, what, what are the other games in the last year or so where the opposition have took the lead at Anfield? Arsenal, I mean, we do them 5-1. Burnley, I think it ends up being four two. There's another one as well which I can't remember. Um, but but my point is, it might Palace. Palace, we, yeah. We do them four three. The the point is, it's not a thing anymore. Whereas once upon a time it was a thing. Like and you know, there used to be even nervousness around just being one nil up or two one up because you were like, you need another one here because we always concede late and ah. And all that's gone because we're just watching a brilliant side and they know they're a brilliant side and we all just watched it and we were like. It's going to unfold how we know it's going to unfold ultimately. Liverpool are going to win. It's fine. The Firmino stuff, Rob, mm. it's appreciated in a sense all the more because he doesn't start. You, you you get to see with and without. And I think, and a lot of this can end up feeling like it's it's rather harsh on Origi, but, you know, it's worth it's worth saying that in a in a side that plays in, in circles and in spirals, Origi very much plays in straight lines. And that at times has been a strength. He listens to what the manager does when he comes off the bench and does brilliantly. But Firmino just comes on and it is, it's just a total force of a performance. He's bringing everyone into play. He's running the show. It was, it was just fabulous. Yeah, he was, it was a bit special. I, I, th- I thought after the game that there was a little bit of everyone's going over the top because he does a really, really good little trick and, and that's all they want to take home from the game. And meanwhile, Manny scored a brilliant goal and so Salah. But they just people just wanted to talk about Firmino's trick because it was a bit arty left field but actually I watched the whole second half back clearly Firmino absolutely dominates it he's incredible the chances he makes the, the bringing people into play I do think you know the swings and roundabouts of these things I thought Origi was not good at all I don't it, he's no obviously not in Firmino's class it was a reminder that 
unless you're going to get a sort of peak version of Origi, which we've seen in flashes last season and the early part of his Liverpool career. He is still a drop-off and is, he is still a concern that if we lost one of them and we had to put up with him, put off with is the phrase, for a while. I, I think it'd be all right if you played him for a while. Though. Maybe. That's the point. Maybe, though. I, I think uh, you're dropping yeah. him in rhythm-wise. It's really hard to just drop him in and him go, all right, sound. But like could, his game's totally different, but I think I, 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 everyone else starts to adapt to the fact that his game's a little bit different I, if he's could, in for a run. You know what I mean? It's the four games that it could take him to get there. Slightly mm. But, bothers I, but me. I also think it's the type of opponent you're playing against. So if you're playing yeah. against someone who's going to come and leave a bit of space, then he's perfect because he's quick and he's strong and he's fast and he played who did he play he played left wing at the start of the season against someone who's really good like Chelsea away next not week a, say would you, yeah. I think in a way you go you go yeah Chelsea away next week maybe bit of yeah, space bit of ground behind yeah. he's, he's, True. he's horrible to play against and against Norwich he just held his, held his shape held his shape and then beats his lads at will and you, you can't do that against Newcastle because they don't give you the opportunity. They're so you know deep, I mean? aren't they? But I think the held his shape bit's the interesting thing in that he really does hold his shape. You get the impression, yeah, he can get him, gives him a set of instructions before the game. Obviously, it's more complicated than that. And then he goes and does his set of instructions. And why that front three works is because, you know, he can't say, tell you what, Divock, give me a, a beautiful piece of improvisation. <laughs> because yeah, literally yeah. a piece of improvisation is a piece of improvisation. Whereas you look at the other three when they're all flying and they are all flying in different flashes at the minute, mostly Firmino, but they are all flying, is they, they give you that improvisation. Even Salah for the goal after the Firmino touch, Salah hold, holds that ball for as long as possible. And that's unconventional play, if you know what I mean. It's the right yeah. thing to do. And I think that's the problem with him, is he's not very good at the unconventional and we're all we are well everyone grafts etc etc John we are very committed to those from three being able to improvise all the time well I think I think the other thing as well is I think Robbo's point is, is fair I think to plonk to Origi into that situation oh, say yeah, it's yeah, Origi yeah. picking the ball up instead of Salah and plays it into Firmino's feet Firmino's no way in his right mind going to go right. Well, I'm going to go bump, bump because I know Origi's going <laughs> to yeah. run there and yeah. then have three touches and slots at bottom corner. Whereas with Salah, when Salah had the ball out of feet, you knew it was going to be a goal. As soon as he plays it to Firmino, you just didn't know how it was going to be a goal. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You knew it was either going to be a goal or a really good chance because you just knew the interplay between them three, him, Manny, Salah, the movement, they all know exactly where who's, which one of them is going to go. I think it's really tough to plonk Origi into that and then say to the other two as well, whoever, whichever the other two are, oh, by the way, just do what you do as a three, but instead of the other fella who you know inside out, it's this fella who you don't. Um, and he's not as good, by the way, but he's still really good. But he's not as good and he's not as skill set as to be tricky little movements. But Man, I hear you go anyway. now as well. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's, it's affected two positions. Exactly. So, what do you think? You're asking for a lot. Uh, I think Div's value comes when it's more second half of second half of games, certain games where teams are coming at you away from home and he's, he can run the channels, he can run all day and he can hit people on the break. Or you're playing a slightly different style, and I mean we don't do that very often. But if you're playing a slightly different style, and you sort of just want someone to run the channels a bit, it'd be great. But we don't do that very often. Klopp, um, Klopp said against when he came in last season. You remember the first couple of games where he just did bits. I think he did well against Everton before he even scored. He just said he maintained our pace down the sides. That's that was literally the instruction: is just keep the pitch wide, make them have to turn every now and again. I do want to ask you this. Do you think, in a sense, with that sort of, what's the word, that sort of telepathy that our front three have, that if you have to drop someone in who's going to know what run to make, Firmino's going to know where to play it, would Shaqiri be a better fit? I know he's not an orthodox forward, but I think he's got that kind of cuteness to him. I wondered, I actually said that. I, I, 
as Div was going off, you wonder whether Shakiri in that, in that Firmino position, in almost a free roll, mm. uh, deeper. So you'd have two wide strikers almost rather than two wide wingers. Yeah. And you'd have Shakiri playing centre mid, attacking midfielder, trying to do that. I almost wonder whether that might work better to try and unlock something against the against the team like Newcastle than than Div. That's what that we, we were saying that as Div was going off, and then we were also saying that's fucking great that he's going off injured tonight. Sorry, Div, yeah. because it was obvious once he went off and Firmino come on, we were going to win. And I, you know that's not a very nice thing to say, and I, you know I don't mean it, but I was fucking made up. Yeah, so was I. <laughs> the whole ground was he's very relieved, very temporarily made up. You know, one of the things here is, and it's interesting. Gareth listening to, for instance, Shakiri name get lashed in. I think that if it was three seasons, if he was three seasons younger, people might be saying maybe you do something like that, but with Lallana, mm. given his hold of play and all that sort of stuff, and that ship might have sailed now. Mm. But this is the story of how hard it is to compare Firmino to any other footballer playing football at the moment. It's yeah. crackers, isn't it? You don't even know where to start as to who else, anyone that you see anywhere, any grounds, don't care where you are. Who, who does he compare to? I know, that's the thing, isn't it? Because footy's always about that as well. So managers do it, fans do it, players do it, pundits do it. You're always looking to say, he's like X or he does what X does. And people are really struggling to pigeonhole for me, you know, and that, that, that's part of the delight of him almost. I mean, Bruce has compared him to Cantona after the match. Um, you know, you got Janino today or yesterday saying that you know he's, he's almost reinventing what a, what a nine's about and you know p- players will watch him and, and become like him maybe in the future but there is no one else around now so that I mean that's great for us isn't it basically anytime he's fit you know he's causing problems with the opposition they don't know what to do to him I think the key as well is about Liverpool and we, we've touched on this before obviously but you know today we're talking about Firmino and rightly so but it, it's back to the thing of like well what do you do if you're them like you know what are you deciding you want to stop because there's too many things to stop do you know what I mean so okay Firmino's getting all applauded but the fullbacks were brilliant and they couldn't do nothing about the fullbacks Fabinho's brilliant and and it's almost gone amiss that he's been brilliant I know you said before he struggled a little bit at the start but when he got into it he was fucking great he was unreal and and, and sort of that's almost got bypassed a little bit and then then, hang on we forgot to talk about Mane who put a top in as though he'd been like he was having a game in the back garden you know what I mean and and it's like there's so many aspects to Liverpool side now that it's just like one way or another they're gonna win, and and like you've got on your agenda, so as to, to to spoil it. But you know, you put like what what happens if the fullback starts scoring as well? Fucking hell! You nearly you know? did, didn't they? Yeah, the two of them, yeah, yeah. So it's like you know, you, you almost feel like there's more to come from Liverpool, and they're already perfect. The 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 front three absolutely pairing at the moment is it allows them, and I don't think any one of them has had a bad game this season. But I think they've all had. 30 minutes where they've not quite been in it all, etc, etc. But that's the absolute luxury of this. They can have been 30 minutes where it's just, you know, you can you can be a little bit of a passenger for 30 knowing that you're going to come back alive. But in the meantime, someone else has, shared, is, is, has taken the load. And I think that's the, I think you saw it last season almost through for a run of games. Salah doesn't score for a run of games, etc, etc. But at the minute, it's like, it's like they almost clock in and clock out for half an hour and then they're absolutely running the show. Yeah, and it, it, as Rob will say, it's just so difficult to defend against. I mean, some of them sides Liverpool have had over years. I remember McManaman used to give the ball to McManaman at one point when that lit down. That was a good Liverpool side. That side that should have finished second and should have won the league and all that and didn't. And Spice Boys and this, that, the other. But one of our weaknesses was if we didn't just give it to McManaman and say, right, you've got to be four fellas. We didn't really look like scoring too much, did we? And the point you're saying about the about the, the front three is they're all just so good. 
it's like and there's only so much you can ask a defense to do there's only so much like you can block space and you can stop it but then as you say that the fullbacks like Trent's position was interesting and his runs because there's a couple of times first half um, where he's he's running as almost like a as almost like a wide centre forward and he's tra- he's the one who's trying to break the offside trap and it's 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 a it's 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 a ploy yep. you know he's he's the extra man to create space so you what usually so yeah he's marking Mane great he's marking Firmino lovely he's marking Salah sounds he's got Wijnaldum he's got so and so yet yeah, we're boxed oh for fuck's sake who's got sense he's just appeared <laughs> at the back post because you can't do it you know it's impossible because he's just normally he's a spare man you think right he's going to stay there they're going to switch he's going to cross it and we're all going to shuffle and we're all going to win our battles and we'll do this for half an hour and we'll be fine and then he's we've done it we've done a similar tactic under Rodgers when we when we were up for the title challenge and it was Glenn Johnson at Ivan back post we've done against Palace when we were trying to score a thousand goals in a, in a game to win the league <laughs> he was the one he's got he creates the first goal it's that late run from a fullback that is just it's an it's a diddle you know, it's a deal, it's a defensive You can't deal. go with it. You can't you go with it, you can't track it. Your, your other man is inside, marking an attacking midfielder. Your full-back's tight because Zala's next to your two centre-halves and you're shit scared. And then the next minute... It's some fellas, already, he's got 10 yards pace. Yeah, and he's on, yeah. yeah. And plus, by the way, he's probably the best centre-mid in the fucking league and we're playing him right back. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it, I know this first half, actually, Newcastle were inviting Trent and Robbo to put an early ball in. They'd watched the Arsenal game, yeah. I think, where we mm. did make that mistake where they were deep. They were given a little bit of room, so we put in fairly high balls because you can only do that. And Arsenal, even Arsenal's shit centre-halves were dealing with that. And I thought Newcastle, Bruce had seen that and he was inviting it. And every time you could see him have a little think and I would be going, fucking just get it in because yeah. I wanted to see tempo. And at times I thought we were being too patient in that first 20. Um, but they didn't. They stopped and they came back again and waited for the moment to, to find tempo in a different way. I thought it was very, very smart that. I, 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 I was just going to say that like, I, I think what, what I really like about this Liverpool side as well is watching the opposition and almost just seeing them like disintegrate in front of your eyes. So what I mean, like it, it, it they suck the spirit out of the side. Yeah. So you watch Newcastle there, and you can you can quite rightly say, okay, they get that goal and they start all right, and and they're following Bruce's plan and they're made up, and there's a couple of other times they nearly get in, but then Liverpool just seem to sort out their offside trap. And all of a sudden they can't get out. And all of a sudden every time they do, someone's offside. And I can't remember who it was, but I remember I just clocked them. There was one of their attackers just like threw his arms up. Yeah, in it's the, Joel Linton, I think. And I was just like, for fuck's sake, like well, <laughs> this isn't working, boys. Do you know what I mean? And you see, you know, you're seeing no surprise. Shelby start to lose it as well as as he always does, as he always did when he was with us, because it wasn't working. I thought he was going to hurt someone. Yeah, I was worried about it. I thought he was going to hurt but, someone. But, but this is what Liverpool are doing mentally to yeah. sides, though. Like you know, it, it works. It, their plan might work for a bit, but then all of a sudden it unravels and they don't know what to do. And then Liverpool have scored two or three in a patch, and the game's won. Yeah. Uh, Oxley Chamberlain, it was very much in the end, Rob, and you mentioned Tempo, a road to recovery game. Uh, he mm. was the one who was, in a sense, most frustrating me around Tempo. In that he doesn't give it away very much when you actually look mm. at the stats after the match and all this. But it, it's a lot of the time, it was it was falling to him in a tiny little bit of space. I'd like to have seen him visit a tiny little bit more. It, but this is going to happen, and I think we've all got to sort of go, this is this is the way it is. He's not played very much football for, for 16 months it's going to be a bit of a journey to get back to the player he was. We've just got to acknowledge that. We're going to have to live through some some 70-minute performances. That might not be brilliant, but if Liverpool are winning in the meantime, then it sets them up for the second half of the season. I came away from the game with exactly the impression you've given. He's 
I, having, again, I watched the second half, the first half back. I watched the second half back. He's better than I thought he was. First half, he was fairly anonymous, but although I was pleased he was the one who gets the shot away. He, he does that. He, he's mm. one that he goes past the post. You think he's trying, it's almost like his goal against City, but he just pulls it slightly. I know you don't like shots, but I actually think, <laughs> I, actually, I actually thought at that moment we had to have a crack on goal. Uh, and I think he got the crowd going a bit. But the rest of the rest, yeah, right, I'm not going to convince you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but second half, I think he's good. I think perhaps the fact that we we can afford to be more patient second half suits him. He's he's doing nice little bits. He's putting little he's putting balls around the side. He's moving, making himself available to Fabinho. He's absolutely fine second half. I, I agree generally though. He's not he's not the player providing the tempo. Although though Southampton, I thought in that game where we needed, thought he was really good. First fifteen minutes of the second half. Yeah, he was. That's what you're going to see. You're going to see. I think yeah. patches where he's absolutely flying. And then patches where it just it just all feels a little bit muddy, and I think we've just got to accept that. I, I don't think he's gonna be trusted in a in a mega big game for a while yet, mm. ne- apart from maybe off the bench. He's trying to work his way through it, isn't he? Is what I thought. I, th- I think you saw in flashes what we know he can do, but it was almost like his brain knew what he wanted to do, yeah. but his body was letting him down at times. Like there's the one where he beats two men and his next touch is shit, and he loses the ball, yeah. and you're like, that. Ah, you know what I mean, and, and you can almost feel the frustration for him because he'll be beating himself up about that. But as you say, we've just got a cop for it. He's coming back, you know. He's done a job. He's done okay. I don't think I don't think you throw him under a bus for that. No, you just say that this is where he's at, and and, and you know, he, I mean, what I was, what I thought was interesting. I, I I actually thought this weekend might have been the time that we finally see the lesser spotted Lalana, and he still still sits off because there was an interview, wasn't he? Like before the game, and I just thought the timing was interesting. They talked about. You know positions he's been practicing in training, deeper midfield, all that kind of stuff. And I thought, oh well, well maybe we see him today. Maybe that's why that interview suddenly out there because Joycey actually said in the interview that he'd been trying to get it for ages, and only now was it deemed the time to do it. And I just thought, hmm. So maybe we're seeing him then, and then, and then he wasn't there. So you know, Oxley Chamberlain's getting in where he's not. So you know, you know how much the manager rates him. He, he's done it over and over again, hasn't he? Saying like, you know. Almost like it's not talked about enough what a what a coup it was to get him because he's a fifty million pound player at his best basically. He picks him ahead of Milner. I think that's interesting. You know, Milner's a sacred cow for yeah. Klopp, and but he still thinks a recovering Chamberlain is worth a go. More, it's more important to get Chamberlain in peak condition. I also think there's something about there's there's a couple of things get get minutes in Chamberlain's legs and taking minutes out of everybody else's legs, and I think there's a bit of that going on. Sure. And I think as long as we can do that all over the pitch and still win games, then I'm all for it because. I think you pretty much if we all got asked for our first eleven, we'd be ninety five percent probably all on the same page. I would imagine, mm. if not a hundred percent. And I think the value of the midfield, the value of playing Oxley Chamberlain, he was what six seven out of ten. He was he was nearly great. He was a bit frustrating, but I left Henderson sit on the bench. Mm. Ninety minutes, you just sit there and do nothing. I think the other thing on the Milner thing is, I th- I think he likes to use Milner from the left. And I think True. he's got quite a... He uses Milner from the left. He's going to use Oxlade-Chamberlain from the right. He, he tends to use Wijnaldum from the left, though we will let him move around. Yeah, he uses yeah. Henderson from the right. I think the question mark one in amongst all of that's Keita as to where he thinks, where Keita ends up. I think he'll probably want to use him a little bit more from the left when he plays 4-3-3, yeah. although he might he might change the shape a little bit more when he's got him. But I do think that that's almost like... I think he might have wanted to play Wijnaldum that. after the, the excellent performances for Holland and thought, you know, I'll just throw him in. And then I've got Milner to, to maybe use against uh, against Napoli or something like that. 
I don't, yeah, may, maybe. I mean, I, I think I think it's a matter of not making too many changes. So I think he probably yeah. he probably tossed a coin on Milner or Henderson. I think I think uh, Wijnaldum's a bit more road worthy over a, over a long period over a long season than Henderson. Arguably, Wijnaldum hasn't got a track record, an injury track record. Henderson's got a niggly injury track record. So I think you save his legs where you can a bit. I think that's Klopp's history with the players anyway. But you could have flicked a coin on which of those you left out. Okay, uh, just going to take a little break for a minute uh, on whichever sort of level you things you're going to hear me talk though so don't get too excited <laughs> it's not going to be that good uh, so it's going to be me talking in about, for about 60 seconds and then we're going to be back to talk about the fullbacks the goalkeeper and look ahead to Napoli is the way it's going to work thank you for listening to the Anfield Wrap what I'd like you to think about doing if you get the opportunity is to download our app and when you download our app what you get is free tokens and those tokens mean that you can listen to any of the stuff any of the content that's behind the paywall you can watch any of the videos that are behind the paywall as well and it could be a nice introduction to the stuff that is behind there we've got some great games coming up we've got Napoli and Chelsea both of which are going to be absolute belters so this is a really good opportunity I think to download check out the post-match content whether it's our review whether it's our post-match pint whether it's the pink check it out it's all on there download the Anfield app Google store Apple store you know how to do it welcome back I hope that went well uh, I haven't done it yet so we'll find out when we um, you know more than I do. Um, so moving on to talk about the fullbacks, I think it's really interesting, Gareth. The thing about them suddenly those di- very direct diagonal runs of goal to me, you know, you see this Liverpool side, and I think it plays quite similarly from March through to to, to June uh, in the final. You're able to pretty much anticipate what's going to happen. This to me looks like oh we've worked on this. Yeah. This it's the first thing I've seen in a while where I've, in the same way that during the season last season they start doing the diags to each other. Mm. This is the first thing I've seen from the fullbacks in a while, which makes me think, hang on, I think we've worked on this. I, I think you know, and we know we we, can, we know and we can trust the team that's behind Liverpool as well. I don't I don't think particularly Linders gets talked about enough in that you know he's a he's a proper brain. Him, he's, he's unbelievable how he talks about football, and so like it's not like. They'll just be going, you know. They'll be trying to second guess what what everyone's going to do to stop Liverpool, and then thinking of a way around that when that happens. And you can see that all the time. There's little tweaks, there's little improvements. That's why I said before that even though we started the way we have, and we're top of the league, and we're perfect, and we're five points clear, and all the rest of it, you still think there's more to come. You still think there's better stuff to come. What I liked about, I thought Rob was spot on before about Robertson. Seen a lot of people. I think he got man of the match on on Sky or BT or whatever of someone. What I thought was interesting was I didn't actually, like Rob, I didn't actually think he started that well, but it was almost like his will to go, fuck it, I'm going to play well. And he talked afterwards about how he, 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 he took a lot of shit, basically, hadn't he, playing for Scotland. And it obviously got to him, he'd locked, his, locked himself away a little bit. And he's an emotional player, Robertson, and that, that, that's one of the reasons I think he connects so well with the crowd. And so he knows as well that we're driven by emotion as fans and that it'll lift everyone if he jumps into that tackle like he does and wins it. He knows it'll lift everyone if he runs down the line and muscles someone out and gets to the line and puts a ball in. He know, he, he, know, he understands that, that thing. And I'm not sure every football player does. There's different motivations yeah. going on in different players' heads. You know, like you look at Firmino, it looks like he's just having a party in his own brain as he's playing football. <laughs> Whereas Robertson comes out wanting to smash things and, and, and improve things by smashing things. And that's what thought was great about him on Saturday go back to you on that I think there is something where again we sometimes because we think well they're just going to come back and be Liverpool players mm. but 
he has just captained his country. They've been crap. Yeah. There's no there's no hides in it. I don't think he's played particularly well in either of those games. And it must be at times, you know, we can say, well, he should just pull the shirt on live a bit, etc., etc. There is almost there's like a quarter of that game where he's almost finding himself, isn't it? And I think it's really yeah. it's quite psychologically interesting that he he has to go on that little bit of a journey, get that all out of his system, and then all of a sudden he's he's now Liverpool's Andy Robertson again. Yeah, I mean, he meant he mentioned in the same interview uh, Fletcher when he played for United. You know, it was well like that United. You know, like sort of the, the quiet fella that does the job, and and everyone thinks he's quite decent and all that. He got an absolute load of abuse when he played for Scotland, and that's kind of happening to Robertson because he's the captain, because he's European Cup winner, because he plays for Liverpool. Any mistakes are under a huge spotlight, even though he's not playing with the same class of players. Everyone just goes, "Well, you play for Liverpool, you're boss for them. Why aren't you boss for us?" And he, you know, he's took it personally. It seems like, and and, and it's hard to just brush all that aside and turn up and go oh, okay I'm playing for Liverpool again but he did that and he came through it and you know and again down to the, the character of the fella really it's he gets everyone going first half Robertson uh, as you said before about Trent arriving late um, and that, that being a, a new thing as well then there's the, the two opportunities very very close to the byline but where there didn't seem to be much doubt that both of them are going to have a shot, if you know what I mean. Like, there's you see footballers at times run in a way which says they're keeping their options open, mm. and then you see footballers run at a time in a way which says, I know exactly what I'm doing next year. And that was very much, I'm trying to score. I think from both of them, from the minute they get the ball, it's a lovely flick from Firmino as well. Yeah, I think, I think what they've definitely worked on it, definitely. And I think, I think in fairness, Tottenham playing Newcastle going to Tottenham and probably playing the exact same game or a very similar game plan enables Liverpool's coaching staff to have a look at it and, and as you say Robert, I think they've definitely come up with this idea look there's loads of, they're going to seed space on the wings because they, they, they're going to have to be compact in the middle like they were like a block weren't they were like a square almost they weren't stretched across the pitch they were like like a cube uh, like a big fucking Everton mint right across the middle of the pitch um, and I think we just said well you're going to get loads of space so you may as well, you may as well make that run then when you do have a shot because they're going to be there's going to be a load of big juice heads in the middle of the box so there's no point crossing it um, <laughs> and it, you know it nearly worked and nearly scored two goals the link up play the runs the time of the runs I told Robertson was excellent I mean I missed the first 20 minutes I'd like, be saying oh he didn't play well first 20 minutes I didn't fucking see any of it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Did you forget it was after all? No, I, I was. I, I, my lad had a match, and I, I ended up having to ref a bit of it. My head was kettled, and then I got the time. They have VAR in there. Uh, they fucking should have done. I forgot to press the stopwatch to start the game. So when the other ref turned up, he said, "How long's gone?" I was like, "Watson." Eh. <laughs> 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 Thanks, mate. Yeah, see you later. <laughs> but one, once I got in. Um, from what I seen, like I thought Robertson was, um, I thought Robertson was one who's adding a little bit of impetus to the midfield that was maybe missing with Henderson not being there. If I'm honest, I thought Henderson's lack of bollock and everyone and lack of career and on a pitch was missed. Then, like from the, I only seen five ten minutes where we were not so much. Um, but I think I, I think Robertson provided a bit of that spark for the rest of the first half and then and then you know for most of the second half I mean last 20 minutes of the game everyone had, Newcastle had agreed look just go easy on us yeah. we just want to get out you've of got here. an apathy on Tuesday yeah let's all just and we were like well 
for me, an old fancy, he's at top, we're just going to give it to him. And if he does something, <laughs> not yeah. our fault. It's not our business. <laughs> yeah. If they could have declared, they would have done, yeah, wouldn't they? It was, it was dead obvious they'd had enough. They're very lucky, actually, at 3 1. Yeah, you, you see, we can we keep on. Mate. I I came out of it thinking we'd switched off. We didn't switch off. We were just very patient, methodical. We were just making well, world class chances every five minutes yeah. on the minute. Uh, there's there's also someone's, uh, well, lots of people have got my attention on this because I've mentioned it a couple of times that goal difference isn't a thing this year. Hmm. There's two areas where this is interesting. Goal difference isn't a thing this year. Change the rule. Haven't it's head to head. Hang on, hang on. It's head to head. Start, start again. Oh, yeah, that's it's another rule. They've, 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 they've done this. this, this oh, goal difference, Rob. This ben, seems. Can you believe it, mate? This goal seems difference. like a big thing that I don't know about. It is a big Why thing don't I don't know about, about this? Why did you bring it up? He's on the fucking show the other week on the rules. Because <laughs> I, I didn't know then. <laughs> I didn't know then, and people have got at me, and I've checked it, so it's head to head. So if us and City are on the same number of points, it's who's done better in the two games against each other. Are you sure now this is important? Yeah, yeah. That's a head of goal difference. Hang on, watching you in Premier League 2019-20, I feel like I'm f- performing an information service well, here. We fucking need to be. Um, ahead, uh, if two or more clubs finish level in the table when competing for the title or European qualification or when relegation is at stake, their records in the head-to-head matches will now be used to separate them. In previous seasons, teams involved in these battles who finish with the same points, total goal difference and number of goals will be uh, pitted against each other. The team who collected the most points in the head-to-head between the sides... Um, Will now but then if that's two if that's two draws then it's goal difference must be yeah um, I'm, no I'm, I'm now worried I've misread this is there away goals I'm now I'm now worried I've misread this um, and that it's actually um, oh no 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 goal differences for their first I mean just forget everything I've just said <laughs> uh, it's a terrible show this isn't it do you know what I mean I'm trying to get people to pay money and everything for this shite <laughs> Um, no, this one's free, isn't it? Thank God. I know, but even so, Rob, we try to use it from a marketing point of view to say, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, but I mean, it's really well rules anyway, the fucking shit. So, I'm, when's his head to head for like once you've done every, exhausted every other Yeah, thing? I mean, everyone who's been getting at me on Twitter needs to really wind their neck in. Um, <laughs> it's the same number of points, same goal difference, and number of goals would have had to play out of a playoff, but now they've got to go to head to head. Like, that's happened. Like, that's been on the cards, this playoff nonsense. So, anyway, forget what I've just said. Goal difference matters, and Liverpool should have knocked off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who knew? Do you know what I was about to say? I was honestly in the ground thinking one of the reasons why we've calmed down here is it's head to head now, not goal difference. This all makes sense to me. No, mate. Do you know what? If they had taken it away, if you think about it in all seriousness, uh, you, never mind Brexit, you have a referendum on whether you take goal difference away. It's important. It's a big you, deal. Imagine you've got your head to head out of the way and there's three months of season to play. It goes, we got to be, we can beat them 8 0, doesn't matter a fuck. You know, goal difference has always got to matter, right to the very, very death. I'm well, there we are. Thank well, God it does, it's safe. Well, it we are matter, where we are. It doesn't matter in La Liga. And, you know, we've, we've all had a journey uh, on this one. Um, and I, as I say, I'd like to thank the internet for giving me a dreadful steer. Um, we are you could, can we just talk about the fact on the internet was fucking nonsense? Honestly, I'm, I, you know, if, 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 if this wasn't the Anfield rap, I might suggest cutting that bit. But, you know, we've, we're very honest. Well, someone truthful. else will, don't worry. Uh, yeah, very much so. <laughs> We need to talk a bit about the whole day. I want to Saturday. talk about the goalkeeper. What about the whole day we had? And we, we got to watch yeah. Liverpool being brilliant, and then we got to have the most fantastic, fluky experience of seeing Pookie. And, and then Everton was shit the next day oh, as no. well. We, had, we had a really special little 24 yeah. there. Well, I want to talk a, li- a little bit about the goalkeeper. Go ahead. Because it'll be easy to... The goalkeeper will be in, it looks like, until the end of this, interna- till the next international break, Gareth. And he may well make a mistake at some point between yeah. now and then. So I think it's important. He doesn't, you know, he could maybe do a tiny little bit better with the goal, but I think that's picking that that that's, that's being nah, a, being a bit unkind. I'd have blamed Minnelli for it. So yeah, um, I, would. Yeah. I know, you, I know, I know you would. I know I'd you have would. readily strangled him. Um, yeah. but I still would. He's still, he's still <laughs> even now. <laughs> yeah, he's still in play for us. The keeper, I think he 
to me, look now like he's played a lot with these lads. He's watched the videos. Yeah. He's done the training. I thought it was a marked difference. The number of times he's rolling it out so quick, and he, it was interesting. It was a lot of throws and rolls rather than kicks as well. Seemed to be very comfortable with that, and he seemed to genuinely be integrated in the team rather than just some lads we've got to play between the sticks until the other fellow comes yeah, back. Yeah, I, I think the key thing is that it's not a thing almost. So you know, at no point. Was there any kind of nervousness around him or, or when the ball's near him or anything? You didn't hear anyone, certainly I didn't where I was on the cop, didn't hear anyone slagging him off, moaning. And, you know, there's plenty of people that are ready to do that at any given point in Liverpool history. So um, he settled in, hasn't he? I think we were talking on a show about this the other day and it's almost about like, it's not just about getting a keeper in and saying go and go and see how you get on. It's almost the personality of the fella. They scout that as much as as, as the skills now, if you like. And this fella seems to fit. I seen him on um, something on LFC TV, and he's sound. You know, he's just like a really. He nice loves fella. a Liverpool goal, oh, possibly yeah. even more than me. He's a really nice fella, and like he, he, I, I think he's probably fit right in. He's, he's, he's probably mates with everyone he's working with, which helps massively as well. And it's it's just not an issue, you know. Like the way you just said there, we 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 all would have done that if it was me. You're like fucking hell. You could have got to that. You fucking prick or whatever because of what's gone before. Because of psychologically where we were with him. This fella's made mistakes, and everyone's like, it sounds, nah, you know, he's all right. He's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it didn't didn't half help him that Newcastle didn't bother having a single shot. Well, there was that. Yeah. Past past their Apart goal. From the goal. He picked yeah. it out of the net, and then he could have he could have sunbathed the rest of the game. Yeah. There was nothing for that lads. Having said that, given in that context he was 10 out of 10 because you're right his little cute little roll the balls out and not doing slightly annoying things was spot on not start to finish slightly annoying things <laughs> what do you think of his performance there well he didn't do slightly annoying things and I was right behind given the it bar, given the bar was as low as I've seen for a Liverpool goalkeeper to have to fulfil on that particular actually I don't think I've seen a less a less adventurous team come to Anfield in history than that Newcastle team less or more adventurous get my double negatives wrong yeah, that one, no ambitionless there's the one that the lad absolutely blazes into the cop isn't he where um, yeah, Van Dijk's on it he's like and then he bollocks Matt up I think afterwards did they have a corner I think they might have had a corner one corner I yeah, think they had second half yeah we had ten yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I felt sorry when he bollocks Matip there. It was a bit like it's one of the uh, one of the unspoken things about the new changes on goal kicks was that Matip couldn't get off because you know previously you just spread out yeah, and blah blah blah. Yeah. You get out the box and yada yada yada. Matip had to stay within ten yards of him and just sort of turned his back because he got he, a terrible abuse. What did Matip do? Because he was clearly he apologised as well. He had his hands up, so he clearly done something. Did you get sucked? I couldn't quite. Wait. Sucked, did he get sucked across? Yeah, get sucked in. Yeah. Uh, and Virgil had to split and then blah blah yeah, yeah. Uh, it got resolved from there Matt had a bit of an awkward afternoon but I think that's because Joel Linson might actually be good yeah it's worth remembering that sometimes opposition gets to decent man players managed to look superb despite having nothing really to do as well didn't he he's very good at that he's very very I, good I liked where he just decided to block it with his head <laughs> yeah <laughs> no. do you know what I mean and, well. and, and then like it was like it was like that moment in like a you know like a, a film an action film where, where the, the good fella it's the bad fella with his best dig, and the bad fella just looks at him and goes, and yeah. what? It was like like the fella swatted it, it's his head, and he just looked at him and went, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to take more than that to get yeah. past me. And he's like, I've just kicked it dead hard, mate. Yeah. And it's just a face. Yeah. You're not, doesn't that hurt? No. No. We'll just get on. Um, crowd. In the end game with the big one, there's a bit of the manager uh, wanting to get people riled up around 20. Um, the referee as well helps. Always a, always a referee decision helps the crowd, I think. Yeah. Because it just you get your How back is it up. not a pen? I don't understand. For as long as I live. I know, never I'm never mind VAR. 
lads. That's just human people. The, the, the referee's watching it. Yeah. And there's a referee and there's a linesman. Yeah. He's like this now on his neck and he can see Matip's like, look, I'm going to edit in or I can't edit in. If only we had a secondary refereeing system we could <laughs> double check that. <laughs> That we were implementing for the first time. That I would just be a don't boom, understand what, what's the explanation yeah. that the referee got. It's Bollocks. insane. Like, why isn't the referee saying, well, uh, yeah, even yeah, my mates who watched it on the telly, because that's your thing, and if you're in the ground, you don't get something I do with anyway. I'll message my mates yeah. and go, well, what's happened there? And they're going back, don't know. And then people were telling me all night, because I put something on Twitter, and all night people were telling me different things. So some, some people were saying it did go, and they'd come back and said it, um, it's subjective, so no. I'm like, what? It's not very subjective. He's got his arms around him and he's headlock. ragged him back. He's got yeah. him in that and the way Matip's body goes is unnaturally can't even if he wanted to try and do that as like a blag, how do you do it? Yeah. You can't do it. And so I don't know what the referee thinks he saw. The referee thinks and I don't Matip's get why VAR hasn't gone, it's a pen. It's Fuck a pen, you gobshite. I yeah. but I don't what's the ref thinking? Matip's gone too far under the ball and headed it backwards on purpose. It's like the, it's not like he's got caught under it and then had to lean back. He's there, ready, and the lad just gets him in a headlock and pulls him out the way. I don't understand how it's never... How, it's, it's ridiculous. I almost feel there's a direct... Because one thing I think... The, VAR coming in, I think there was a fear, probably in some quarters, that you're going to have four penalties a game, right? I was hoping for mm. four penalties a game, quite frankly. That's what I wanted it's it the to point bring. Of the, That's the, the whole fucking point. Whole Let's fucking stop enterprise. that. I almost think there was a, there's a directive which has been which to the referees goes don't give soft and don't give them cheaply. I don't think it'd be any more specific than that or along those lines. And where this where they can find a scintilla of doubt, although I agree in that one, where they found it, I don't know. But where they can find it, they won't give, and that's ridiculous. I really. think it's almost to the point whereby if the referee sees it that's and chooses thing. not to give it, they can't. They just room. don't bother. They review it and they go, well, well, if he missed I mean, it, we yeah. all know he's shit. But we can't change his decision because we'll make him look even because, shitter. Yeah. But the point surely is that you are ri- you arrive at the right decision. Yeah, I and, I, and I don't get it. I wonder whether there's still something playing into it about the Liverpool thing and being the tough man for not giving them a pen. So this is Tompkins. Tompkins on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. No, Tom, Paul Tompkins on Twitter is absolutely spot on. And do read the Tompkins Times if you get the opportunity. Players have had more pens than we have. I think. Uh, yeah, I think even Peter Walton joked on BT about it being cop ends. Implied uh, LFC get too many. All British managers spout this kind of guff based on. Myth net result is that in 500 plus LFC attacks, corner shots, and 2.4 years at Anfield equals one cop end penalty, which is, is as he says, it's statistically ludicrous and it is, it's like this unsustainable position, yeah. Of it, and it does feel to me as though there is an element of we're not giving penalties to the cop because we're not, and, and like in their own heads, uh, what what do you have to do? Yeah, it's I think only big, I think only big, big bias, I think only big Ols has given one, and that's because big Ols has got a massive pair of balls on him, uh, and, and a big lip. Tatty on his ass. Well, you thought you think so. <laughs> this was the allegedly when, when, when Clattenburg left, he had to get like handed it over to him. This, the this was the point of of the new technologies to remove the subjectivity. To go, don't worry, no one's accountable because the facts are the fucking facts. But they're still allowing the subjective angle to it. It's nuts. Well, but I think on the subject, the one that drove me mad on it was the linesman. Mm. You can do all the, you know, mm. and if the referees maybe in some way, shape, or form not got the full sight of it, of it's, it's the it's the last part of the action in the penalty area on the linesman's side as yeah. he's watching the ball mm. go in. We can talk all we want about VAR, and I think it is sure, you know, it's a valid sure. thing. But there's a referee who doesn't see it. All right, there's a lot going on. The ball's coming across the box. Maybe he doesn't quite have sight of it. But there's literally the liner, and that was what drove me mad. Was what are you what are you actually looking at? What what yeah. what what have you seen there? Because I've got a, a view that's because I was on the main stand side for this one. I've got a view that's really rather similar to yours yeah so i know what i just saw what do you think you mm. just saw that you'd go oh no no it's six one half a dozen of the other there's it's, an old it's ludicrous there's an old school refereeing 
style, which gives nothing on corners, basically. I remember we got... Did we get a pen given against us in that famous 3-2 derby where McAllister scores the winner? Yeah. Hoopier gets a pen given against him, which I still think, in the spirit of what you give at corners, annoyed the fuck out of me. Because, okay... Well, Ferguson argues. Ferguson argues, thinks he's give a far the other way. The other way, yeah. yeah. There's a, a, little, a little bit of hands, a little bit of <laughs> holding someone by the throat in old money. You don't give pens for that. Fine if you're in old money, but we, you know, in the new regime, we're not. We're seeing these things picked up routinely now. So either we're either there's no threshold, a foul's a foul, or it isn't. It's it's. But surely at some point today, this morning, you know, someone someone somewhere, in somewhere. And says, "Hey, you bollocks!" Yeah, with your fucking Andrew, whatever your fucking name is, that's a penalty. Why aren't you giving it? Yeah, you've made us. If I'm in the VAR room and I've got this in instruction, look, if he fucking gives one, if he doesn't give one and it's a bit iffy, but you're nailed on, but you're not allowed to change his mind. If that's there, and you're fuming if you're them. Because you're like, well, we're going to look like Belens as well. Yeah. He's cocked up and we can't tell him he's cocked up or whatever it is, I don't know. But someone somewhere should be getting a grip of him and saying, hey, lad, what the fuck's that? Drag him down to Heathrow. Go and have a look at that. Get in that fucking tin can box. I <laughs> Get was through in security. Saturday. There's no insulation. It's fucking roasting. Yeah. And you've got me watching that, making a prick out of me. We're all, We're all in Heathrow. Up. We don't understand why. <laughs> I have to go through security every fucking day for this. Get me keys out, putting it in a little tray every day, and That's you're doing that. Why someone should be, should be made to talk why that isn't a foul? Why isn't that a foul? Why isn't it retrospectively a foul? Why doesn't he give it in the first place? You should be explaining, oh, we didn't think it was enough of a, of a Do foul. Do the normal talking heads in match of the day, do they... Did they talk about yeah, it? Yeah, they mentioned it. Did yeah. they go? That was a disgrace. Yeah, they said they, they basically said the same thing about you know like if they are not 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 saying that's a penalty. What's the fucking point, basically? Actually, what's the point of referees? The only went through it quick well. because you know they're rattling through a whole day of worth of football. But they mentioned it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you enjoyed your whole day day's worth of football, did you, Roberto? I did. It got it got better and better. That city thing was ridiculous. I was watching it on on my phone with my lad in, in the boozer. And you go, 1 0, yeah, yeah, fuck off. And then 2 0, okay, it's getting tight. They can get that to half time. They get out of the Aguero yeah, score before yeah. I'm going to piss off with literally this. Literally giving you, them goals as well. Which yeah, is literally, brilliant. it gets to after half time. And then Stone's penalties not given and all that bollocks, another case in point. And then at 3 1, still, we're still going 4 3, 4 3. Meanwhile, I'm lumping money on City. We were having, <laughs> having the afternoon of a, The interesting thing is, the City were absolutely garbage. You know, I mean, terrible at the back. But they they didn't have a whole host of chances. Didn't create much last twenty twenty five, did they? I mean, that goal's a fluke. Fast. It was like mm. you know some of the efforts on goal when they really needed the goal. Obviously, a bit half arsed but mm. like sort of don't really think I'm going to score here, but I'll have a shot anyway. Oh, it's straight to the keeper. I don't think the great last twenty thirty no. under pressure. No. I think there's a, there's a there's a good decent body of evidence. There's also a decent body of evidence. They'll be five 0 up by the hour. But I don't think you yeah. know. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's something that they don't have to do. Exactly. They're not used to it. Not used to it. I think Norwich, Norwich could have could have won that fourth. I mean, there's a chance near the end where the guy rightly decides to go and hold it in the corner, but he's yeah. and he's Pookie's in again. He could have had a crack there. I think there was a fair chance of a fourth. Uh, Wonderful to see. Uh, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> you love to see it, don't you, Rob? I can see you. I wasn't really going to talk about City, but you, I knew that you would be absolutely itching they're, to when I saw you were on rent the... free in my head. I've got a little bed for them. They've been there for some time. They're going to be there for a while. Uh, well, it's allowed. They are rent free in all of our yes. heads. Whenever anyone says that Liverpool are rent free in Guardiola's head, I'm like, yes, they should be. Yes. Uh, I'd like to think that yeah. we're thinking about little else. Uh, Liverpool five points clear though. Uh, Napoli uh, would expect Henderson to start. Uh, would expect Firmino to start. Any other changes? Maybe go. Maybe the Gomez move for Matip, but I doubt it. Maybe the go Gomez, Gomez or Trent. There's a, yeah, the Trent Matip Gomez triangle, <laughs> as it's known. That's the only possible change. I don't think so though. Yeah, I think you've got to play for Bino as well. I think he'd have, but I'm not sure he will. 
You don't think? I think he might rest them. I think Henderson might play that role. That's why he didn't play Shatty. Ooh, because he's not going to play every game for being on. We can't. You won't I'm not sure. It's the ad playing, but I, but I think what my, I think, think we might when have... we when we last went there. That's what we. That's kind of what we lacked, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he's not going to play. I, against I think MK it's Wimbledon. the wrong one to rest them in, but but then also in hindsight, I think Sunday's the more important game. So I, I, he didn't play for Brazil, did he? Did he get any minutes? Nobody went. Yeah. We got he, got about, he got about half an hour only, mm-hmm. but he went. Maybe it's that. I don't know. I didn't know he didn't play. I think um, he will. Because I think he gets next week off against MK Wimbledon. I think there's a chance he doesn't play Chef You. Do you? So I think there's a chance it wouldn't, that he might he might have it in his mind. He's yeah, going to do all three. Them these you're going to do then. these three, and then you're going to get the next two off, and then you'll be back for the last two of the of the little run. That wouldn't surprise me if he, if, if, if he goes that way. Well, Nabi Keita is due in training this week. I think he plays. If it goes well, he plays against MK Dons, and then I think he comes against. But Sheffield. I think there's there's a little there's two. I I think I'm I'm with you on the Gomez, uh, Matip, Alexander Arnold triangle. It wouldn't surprise me if he starts Gomez at mm. right back. But the other one in there as well is it's interesting. Milner gets like he doesn't go away in international duty, mm. and Milner doesn't doesn't feature really against Newcastle until late in the day. And I do wonder about whether or not there might be, and this might be what you're saying. There's th- th- there might be a Milner move somewhere because it will be odd to me because mm. he's not. I don't expect Milner to start against Chelsea so it would be odd to me when you've got the bonus of the fact that Milner doesn't go away on international duty and absolutely looks after himself as much as he does and yeah. will have been as involved as much as he is to then say there's no James Milner for uh, for the for the three games that come back after the international break does to me seem a little bit strange could be when Aldum gets his, his break couldn't it uh, Klopp's in these phases he does do that two in two out thing we saw we, you know we did those million options we I, were sort of right in the end I think it'll be Milner and Henderson and I think he will start Fabinho but then it, as I say it wouldn't surprise me if Fabinho doesn't play Sheffield and mm. someone else plays in there yeah. that one you could go Henderson, Keiter and Wijnaldum or some variation of that yeah for Sheffield going all that looking all that far ahead but that's that's, <laughs> that's, that's what I think he does in the front three I think he might right. and then the front three will be the front three against Chelsea yeah yeah you um, happy with this, Rob? Oh yeah, I think I'll settle. I'll, I'll, settle, I'll, settle. <laughs> I'll settle in my mind on this. Uh, all right then, are we going to beat Napoli? I think we might. You know, I think so this time. Uh, like possibly without Insigne and the other fellow, the one who uh, Milik, Milik, Milik. Definitely no Milik. I don't think I'd be amazed at that. Uh, who we, is that? The, he's, he's the fellow Allison made the save against in the last yes. seconds. Yeah. So. They look good against this preseason, but they're shipping goals, aren't they? Like no tomorrow, nine, seven and three, I think. Seven and three, not playing particularly well. Uh, they have Lorente, um, by the way. He's there, so he's he he, he may well feature. Which Lorente is? He, is he the the one who was at Tottenham? Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's there. He got on at the weekend uh, for them uh, when they beat Sampdoria two 0 uh, Koulibaly hasn't started the season well hasn't got over his African Cup of Nations exertions but could just click back into shape um, who, who was rested at the weekend? Hamsic? Uh, rested at the weekend uh, Insigne was rested at the weekend so they're trying to get him back Koulibaly was rested at the weekend and Manolas was rested at the weekend and Alan. so there's four really who could well come in uh, for them who they managed to give a bit of a rest to at the weekend uh, but you know they'll be terrified of Roberto Firmino and Jordan Henderson I think we're too confident for them at the moment I think we'll sweep them away um, okay, uh, sweep them away. Yeah, I'm into that. I think I think we're a, a different beast just, to the last time we went there, aren't we? Just dead quick, not least because there's other shows that need to be done and all of that. I think th- you three being in the room, just two minutes on the idea that this is, you know, Gareth, you were talking about it there. This is this is the best football, could be the best football we ever get to see. Well, we'll get to see for 20 years or one way or the other and it's worth people remembering that and enjoying it. That it does, it, it cannot get better than this. I'm made up as well, you know, in that, it, almost not just for myself but all for the, you know, there's a lot of young lads that you see on the cop and a lot of them are involved in sort of making the flags and banners and things like that and 
walking them around and putting them back under the cop afterwards and missing a little bit and all that. And a lot of them will have heard their alpha or variations of talking about, you know, Rush, Barnes, Kenny, all this kind of stuff. And like must have thought, you know, not so long ago, fucking hell, do I get do I get to see any of this? And now they're watching the European champions and now they're watching arguably the best team, you know, certainly one of, if not the best Liverpool team around. And I, I'm made up for them because uh, you know, only last week I was up in Newcastle and I was talking to a Newcastle fan and he was saying, like, he, he's a similar age to, 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 to us, me, whatever. And he was saying, you know, there's there's young lads now, young girls who, who support Newcastle. You don't remember when Newcastle were ever in Europe. You don't remember the Champions yeah. League. You don't remember Bobby Robson, Kevin Keegan, etc. You know, you've got the same kind of thing hilariously unfolding at Everton. You know, like, there's lots of Evertonians who don't remember them ever being good. Yeah. And so I'm just made up that everyone's getting to see this this version of Liverpool, a version of Liverpool that's on its way back, that's won the European Cup, that's challenging for the title. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's really good. Do you know what? Where does it stand, Rob, in your uh, in in teams you've seen? Well, the problem is, I'm I'm fifty fifty odd right now. I don't fucking remember the the rest of it. I, 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 I remember I remember it by by reconstructing. Insight there, I was, yeah, like, I was like, look, I'll, 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 I'll tell you what, he'll, he'll, he'll contextualise this for me. Box this, you'd say, oh, he's seen Pete Yeah, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, I've had a lot to drink in the last 30, 40 years, John. Oh, stop it, boys! I could get way philosophical and existential on your asses on this. The point is, your your memories just get re. Re- they're rebooted memories and you don't know what you actually remembered and what you've just had yeah. you just how many times you watched the fucking Do you video being happier because uh, you're also a younger man let's face, let's face that yeah well. I know there's a lot, a lot of shit going on back then <laughs> I, was, I had a lot more life left ahead of me then I was generally <laughs> skipping every day <laughs> <laughs> I told you you don't want to go down this route um, in all seriousness do you know what it's, it's weird because I do remember things we were so we were so relentlessly good I remember being interested in who scored our goals more maybe it's a slightly more kiddie thing I wouldn't be so happy if we won 4-0 and Kenny hadn't scored because I wanted to see Kenny's numbers going up and I'm beginning to get a little bit like that now I want to see Salah and Mane right at the top of the goal chart so if we'd won 3-1 and there'd been two own goals uh, and a Fabinho header I'd go it's like a draw do you know what I mean <laughs> Do you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, expectations are on the right. But the funny thing is, when, when did we last win? 1990. So I'm I'm 23. The vast majority of my life, I've, I'm sharing the same Liverpool that these young lads are sharing. The, the, the Liverpool that is, as its moments, does crazy things like Istanbul and 2014, but generally hasn't been the greatest ever. What I do want is I'm not into Phil Blundell was it Phil or somebody was you and you got involved in this a poll on Twitter about would you take us winning the league this year but Klopp left at the end of it Phil and you went of course you would we want the league but I didn't I'm, say anything you sort of did but I, I, won't, I won't pick on you overly pick on you yeah you did <laughs> what do you mean you sort of did you don't get the chance to respond you fucking said it now let's sure. assume you're that fella for the first <laughs> 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 like you haven't had a rough enough hour here Akko purpose of slaughtering someone in the room you twat it was, your um, do- it was a doppelganger <laughs> Beal Gatkinson wasn't it right. Heaton's Polish yeah it was yeah. And, and <laughs> it was Heaton's poll. The truth of the matter is, I w- is after 2005, I just want Liverpool to be sustained good, to be the best. One one league win, one European Cup win is fucking brilliant in that moment. But I like the fact that this feels like it has legs in it, yeah. that this project has real longevity in it. It might not do, we might all get to have egg on our face, but it feels like, and that's what I felt back in, back in those days where I seriously can remember going, I don't know when this is ever going to stop, and that was a great feeling. With Boss. 
It's the best Liverpool side I've seen in my certainly easily in my adult life. And then I was a kid. I don't really remember like the last league win. Don't really remember any of that. So yeah, it's the best Liverpool side I've seen in what twenty years. Uh, they're just incredible. They are. They are incredible, and you just it's a it's a joy to watch them. The 2014 team was incredible, but now it looks like we're watching. Looking back, I think of it as like a pantomime horse of a team. You know, some some half of it was absolutely the, the, brilliant. 2014 team was like the greatest night out of your life. That's what it was. It was just when suddenly you're on the greatest night out of your life, and then you obviously then have to wake up yeah. and get on with your life from that sort of point. This is different to that because yeah. it's, and if anything, the highs aren't quite as high. And this also In includes a, a European final, which is bananas and all that sort of stuff. But that was like it was just like being drunk, and maybe because I was all the time. But it yeah. was like being drunk all the time whereas this isn't this is just like this unbelievable shining sun of happiness that decorates every single day uh, whether you've had a drink or not just to know that Liverpool are absolutely amazing doesn't half make days feel better yeah and it's the fact that when you think about your team you have a sit down and a little think about every oh, yeah. co- every corner of it is great yeah you got a hell of our front three but then then our centre backs are the best all the keepers the best keeper in the world oh, full, what about them full backs the yeah. oh yeah so you know you, you get into the stage where you sl- like I remember in 87, 88 where you're beginning to slag off Ray Houghton because he's because <laughs> he's not the top five in his position in the world. Because he was because he was in inverted commas a shit house is what loads of people said about Ray. Houghton. He was just brilliant. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that'll do us. Thank you very much, Rob Gutman, Gareth Roberts, uh, Ben Johnson, and people on the internet who gave me a really bum steer. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.